This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. Hey, yo, yo, yo. You know what I'm saying? What you think about these right here? How do these look? Man, baby, those are smooth, smooth, smooth. I'm about to jump on these Giuseppe's right here. How much do these cost? Hey, 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 how much is these? Th- them $4,000. Oh, shit. You ain't said nothing but a bird. Let me get them going in my sock right now. Pop this bam. We shopping conspicuously, baby. Get in the conversation. Because I'm in it. For the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon, crazy Dominican, you know, Vladimir, come on, yo, my cool man from the county of Dade, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, it's your boy, the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad, and I have no one on my right hand side, and I have no one on my left hand side, but I do have on my west coast side. El Capitán, el Coronel, el Profesor, Vladimir Camaño. That's right, that's right. And we here in the conversation, y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, D. Lemon is out. He's on uh, impromptu vacation with, with his lover, lady of his life. Hard Somewhere yeah, exotic. Doing, uh, Somewhere with some, with some good weather. Doing lovely things. It's Valentine's Day. Today, it's Valentine's Day, brother. It's the day of love, chocolates, and uh, and sweet and sweet and nothings in, your, in people's ears. And sweet nothings in your pocket. <laughs> so what you, you well, man? What you Day? what you doing, Playboy? Uh, I'm working, man. I, I'm excited. I did a I did a voiceover this morning for Disney. That's your Valentine's um, Day. Yeah, baby. I, I booked a gig with Disney. A voiceover for a cartoon. Um. Two different parts. My first voiceover gig, and it was it was fun, man. It was great. That's my van. And I uh, had an audition for another show with some producers that went really well. So uh, my Valentine's is work, baby. Mm. It's yeah, work. Valentine's is work. It's gonna be a cold bed tonight. I never been. I never been. I gotta be honest with you, man. I never been a big fan. Not a big fan. I struggle with the expectations of Valentine's Day. What's the expectation of Valentine's Day? Like when I was in a relationship, I'm single. You know. uh um, when I was in a relationship, like, uh, you know, uh, my last long-term relationship, it was, um, I struggled with the expectations of what is expected from the dude, um, you know, um, from what the media tells you, what, what your, what your lady thinks she, she wants. And I never was able to get a grasp on it. Like, does she want dinner? Does she want chocolates? How do you know if you hit the right, if you got the right gift, you know, um, because, you know, sometimes your partner will say, I don't want nothing. But then if you do nothing, that's also disappointing. Right. So um, I never like Valentine's Day because I don't know if I'm hitting all the right expectations. Right. And you worry about those you know. expectations? Why don't you just do yeah, something what you feel? Yeah, it gives me anxiety, man. It gives me anxiety. Have you ever had a good so, Valentine's Day? I can't I can't think of one, man. I, I think of... Uh, you know, my, my last long-term situation, I think the first year was good. I remember I, I, she, uh, I remember I got her like, uh, I got her like, uh, she was big into like films, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the Valentine was, I think I took her out to like a, like one of those nice independent films. Okay. 
and uh, got a, like a, a bag of like like custom like exotic popcorn. Word. Then I got like a Netflix subscription. It was like a themed kind of thing, you know. No, oh, that was thoughtful. So, and uh, you know, she she, was she still got the subscription. You got the password to it. No, no, no. I, I done I done left. Uh, you ain't keep the left. password. I got, I got my own. You ain't keep the password. I got my own. Oh, okay. No, I didn't, man. You know, that's a big thing, you know what I'm saying? Who get the password when you break up? Hilarious. <laughs> I, I just I just don't like my cue being being infiltrated by other people's tastes. Well uh, then you, know? you yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I gave up on that, man. I got a family, so you know, everybody fuck up my cue. My cue is all But do you still up. celebrate I mean, you've been married for a while now. Is Valentine's Day still a thing? Well the thing about Valentine's Day, I, I um I asked my wife to marry me on Valentine's Day. It wasn't. Oh, was, it was, wasn't. Was, was, it, was, was that, deliber- that was deliberate. It was deliberate, but it wasn't like big and fancy. It wasn't nothing that you would have put on the fucking internet. It wouldn't have went viral at all. It was regular. I got off of work and I said, "Yo, I'm gonna do this fucking shit." Got me a ring and I went home and fucking said, "Hey, might as well do this." <laughs> nah, but you know. It was. It wasn't big. It was just some, you know, over dinner. You know, saying I asked. Her. I didn't even have the ring yet. I, I got the ring after I asked her, <laughs> and she said yes. Then I was like, okay, let me go get this ring, get it done. Well, question: when 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 you proposed, was she like, was she like, hey, where's the ring? Mm-mm. Cause you know, I brought it. I brought the situation. All right, let me let me just put it out. Like, shit, we was pregnant already. You know, what I'm saying we had been dating. We was pregnant, and you know, what I'm saying. I just wanted her to know that I was serious. I wasn't about to be, I wasn't about to run off in the wind because she was pregnant and shit. You know what I'm saying? I was here. Oh, I get it. I was going to be here. It wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to make an honest woman out of you because we pregnant and shit. It was just like, you know what? I ain't going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? We, shit. I'm here. So I just want you to know that. You know what I'm saying? So. I came home and I was just like, this is what it is. This is what I want to do. You know what I mean? We could do it. And we said, okay, boom. When can we? I thought, you know, I thought you could just go to the courthouse the next day and shit, but that's not how it worked. So we had to get the, oh. uh, we had to get the license. Right. And then um, we ended up getting married uh, the first day we could, you know what I'm saying? Which was the next week on the 22nd so our anniversary like next week anyway so we really skip valentine's day most of the time did you did you did, did you get down on one knee the whole thing nah i came home from work you know i'm a regular dude man i just i said it simple and plain you know what i'm saying hey listen you know what i'm saying this is what i'm thinking this is what we should do but, but i had a card i had it written out in the card though I, she got the card gave it a card she read it and then i just broke it down and you know what i'm saying regular speak and then she was like, I right, when you wanna you know what I'm saying, what you wanna do? And I told her she was with it. I'm saying and then we did it. And it wasn't no trip, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't no I didn't even know you had to have a witness and shit. We had to pick up a witness at the courthouse and shit. Who'd you get? <laughs> Some motherfucker who got married before us. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this has got to be the most like the most like um the most like just noble, like transparent, like just straight talk, no chase of <laughs> proposal, man. Like I, I prefer this over the whole grand, um, cause that's the thing. Like Chris, how did you propose to your, your lady? Uh, I just came home. <clears throat> I, I had the ring made. So I waited, you know, it took a couple of weeks to have the ring made and I, I knew I was getting it on a Thursday. 
I was at work. I went, picked up the ring, and then when I got home, I just uh, got down on one knee and asked her. And, you know, no fanfare. We were just at our apartment. I mean, that's the way to go, man. Because I, I get nervous about the expectations. Like, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't want my lady being disappointed in how I how I do it. You know. Right. Well, she was into the way that I did it. Like she afterwards, she was like, "That's kind of what I pictured, you know, happening. Like just us together in, you know, in our apartment." So it depends on who who you're asking to marry. You. Right. It's just funny because, I mean, I, you know, I don't know what your situation was, guys, but, like, in my house, everything was so day-to-day, you know, my parents were just day-to-day, man, like, working, putting food on the table, getting us to school. We They never talked about their romance, like, their love and how they proposed. Like, it was like, we're here, we're working, that was it. So I feel like whenever I walk into a relationship, my expectations are very, I guess, uh, just kind of like similar to your stories. Like, I just want it to be neutral and gray. I don't want nothing too shiny, too sparkly, just, hey, we're here. Well, I mean, once you enter day-to-day shit, once you relax and get over yourself and get over, you know what I'm saying, all of these things that are in your head and get over all the overthinking and this everyday shit and this bills to be paid and this, you know what I'm saying, y'all already like, you know what I'm saying, we're grown as fuck. Nobody got time for all that shit. This shit kick in, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, we was already pregnant. We was already living together. It was real shit already on the table. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't, you had time. I mean, I guess you could have went on some sparkly shit. That just wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? I guess I I just, I didn't know nothing about no fairy tale. I never really seen no fairy tale shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if I ever seen any motherfucking wedding pictures. Of anybody, in I know family. I haven't. I know <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? I, I I went to my sister's wedding, but you know what I'm saying that was you know what I'm saying that was a my older sister, but that was kind of like you know what I mean, you know she it was a weird situation. So you know, and then that didn't last that long. So it was kind of like you know I really never really seen it work in the way a fairy tale supposed to work. I never seen no fairy tale shit, so I wasn't even on that. All I knew was I wasn't going nowhere, and I wanted her to know that. Which is the important part. Now, Ali, how was how was the actual wedding? I'm just curious. Like, what was that like? Was that a conversation you guys planned out, and you had to hit certain notes? Like, all right, she wants this, she wants that, like that kind of thing, or no? Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, I mean, we knew we was going to the courthouse. We didn't know what the shit was going to be like. We got there. We filled out the paperwork. We got the license. We came back the other the next day or whatever, and we waited our turn. Everybody, other people got married, and we went up there and fucking shit and did the shit and, and got the fuck out of there. You went to dinner or something, or? Actually, I went to work, and she came to work with me. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much, man. I love it so much. I love it. You have no idea, man, how much I love this. She, I went to work. She came to work with me. We went to lunch. Um, then we went home, and then we lived life, man. That was fucking 17 years ago. So was there was there a formal uh, celebration, like when you invited people out, or that was it? Nah, not yet. Nah, nah. nah so we, no honeymoon, we, nothing like that, right? Well, we, we, uh, we went to Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? That was kind of it was. I had work in Jamaica, but we made it. You know what I'm saying? We made it to a honeymoon. We were doing, um, we were doing like spring break concerts and shit over there. So we had like Redman, Method Man, and uh, she flew over. Crazy story. So I flew over probably like three days before she did. 
and then to get for everything, work, for work, yeah, for to work, get everything set up, and then she flew over on the, on another flight, which we had red and meth on that flight, and then uh, so in the bus from Montego Bay to Negril, you know, what I'm saying it was it was a bus with all the people that was coming for us. So on the bus with her was Bread Man, Method Man, you know what I'm saying? I guess a couple of lay people and her. And she's pregnant. So, you know, and you get out in Jamaica on the road, you got all these dudes on the road selling weed. And so so they're riding to Montego. They riding to the grill. They stop. Red and Meth buys weed. And then they keep going. And then so they roll up and they light up. And she cursed them out, like, you motherfucker, I'm pregnant, da 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 woo 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 Because they were like, roll the, because you know, she was sitting in the front. And and Method Man was like, roll the window, roll the window back up, it's too windy. Like, she's like, fuck you, motherfucker, I'm pregnant, you stupid motherfucker. And, you know, so she she aired them out, and, you know, that was her Method Man story. She used to love Method Man, not no more, after that. <laughs> that is epic, that's hilarious. And so, then, so basically, you just combined work and 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 the Jamaica to, to a honeymoon slash yeah, get, so, get things done. Yeah, so once we got the concert all set up, then it was kind of like vacation after that. It was just like we were just chilling, you know, man. So we were chilling, watched the show. Then, you know, uh, Russell Simmons and all of them had a fashion show out there. It was cool, man. We had a great time, man. We did that a couple years in a row. But Did you, did you call family? Like, yo, I, I just got married? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of matter of fact, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all, I got married, y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. Now, don't ask me no motherfucking questions. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, did you counsel me? Did you ask for counsel like before you proposed to her? Would you call your boys and be like, "Yo, I'm thinking about proposing"? Nah, think, nah, 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 nah. I ain't need no counseling. I know what the fuck I'm doing. What they gonna tell me? Nothing. But I mean, what what really could they? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I ain't that dude. You know what I mean? I ain't that dude. I'm the one who be giving the counsel. I don't really, you know what I mean? I don't really not in that not in that kind of situation. It's nothing nobody really could tell you about who you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. That's a decision you gotta make. You know what I'm saying? That's a decision you gotta be real comfortable with. And I ain't I ain't I was comfortable, so I ain't need no I ain't need nobody else to tell me what I need to do. That's real talk, man. Cause you know what I'm saying, like I say, it's the rest of your. You, this somebody you saying you gonna be with, and you ain't gonna run away. And I'm, uh, <laughs> that's somebody that you you had to know they hitting the right marks. You know what I'm saying? They hitting the right marks to hold you down like that. And I felt like I hit the right marks. So who who gonna tell me what? I don't know, dog. You know what I'm saying? You you might not. You know what I mean? Son, done. Nah, man. Uh, I ain't need that. So so yeah, man. So my, I mean, I uh, I prefer it that way. Like you know, I just prefer to keep it low key. I work today. That's how I like it. I didn't have to go crazy trying to find the right gift or book the right reservation or you know get the right movie. Mm -hmm. I'm working. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm back. I just came back from New York. And uh, you know, I was in New York this past week and I was shooting a little. You ain't hot at you ain't hot at a player. Oh, dude, I got in. I got in. I was working. I was in Brooklyn. I was in Bushwick in Brooklyn. Uh, we work, we're shooting a show called uh, What's Good in Your Hood. And mm -hmm. I was showcasing this restaurant called Los Tres Hermanos in Bushwick. Oh, so you like the the face of gentrification and shit. 
No, I was showcase. I should we showcase in working class Latino chefs. Ah, um, okay. But okay. gentrification was a part of the conversation, man. It was crazy because ah. um, so much of the uh, a lot of the patrons were, uh, you know, right. from uh, yeah, yeah. But who else fucking going to the restaurant every fucking day? Yeah, man. Regular people uh, cooking. It was interesting. Shit, man. It was interesting. Um, so I was in out of New York, and then uh, you know came came back. I didn't get a chance to watch. I saw the highlights of the Grammys. Did you watch the Grammys? I watched uh, the second half. I think I came in right after Beyonce performed. And, you know, I watched it. You know what I'm saying? It was typical fair. You know, it's for the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty, uh, I think, you know, it was it was, it was, was what it was. You know what I'm saying? Uh, everybody got their opinions on Beyonce may have gotten robbed and Adele, you know, you know, she she shouted out Beyonce and such. What you think of Adele? I got I got to say this, man. Um, you know, I heard I heard the 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 rumblings of controversy with Adele and Beyonce, and like if what if Adele won, um, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. What which controversy are you talking? They were saying that um, you know some people on the internet were making it a racial conversation, like oh Beyonce was robbed because she's a woman of color. Mm-hmm. And I gotta be honest, you know, maybe there's validity to that, but Adele was also—I mean, she's extremely talented. Mm-hmm. And I thought her album was great. Did you? You listened to it? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. And um, she's actually one of the few people that I do want to see live. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like her—you know—her voice is amazing, and she has so much, uh, just like intensity to 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 her songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when, when Beyonce did not win the album of the year award and Doe won, I was like, I'm not mad at that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can see why, you know, I can, I can totally see you, why. You listen you know, to Lemonade? To parts of it. Now, I have, did did I have you to, listen I to Lemonade? Parts of it. Mm, no, you didn't. Parts of it, parts of it, parts of it. But you listened to Adele? Yeah. Okay. You voted yeah, for Trump? Um. I did not vote for Trump. Okay. Hilarious. Okay, my bad. Go ahead. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. But you know, then, then Adele Adele gave Beyonce a shout out, which I thought was uh, I thought was a uh, genuine. Like I'm, I didn't I didn't when I saw the clip, I, I didn't think she did it out of uh, you know for like PR. Press. I think she did it. She genuinely uh, meant what she said. I mean, she gave um, she gave her more than a shout out. She gave her a shout out the first time. You know what I'm saying? Right. The second time, she basically said, "Damn." Y'all motherfuckers should have gave that shit to Beyonce. God damn! What else? What else does she have to do? You know, right? Uh, she was speaking towards the cultural impact of Beyonce's project. You know, so right? I, I think that's what she was feeling. She actually broke that Grammy, like tore it in half. Are you serious? Yeah, she took a picture after the fact, tearing the Grammy in half. Like she's going to give half to Beyonce. Get out of here! She did that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but you know what I'm saying? People like to discount the cultural impact that Beyonce has because she's so, you know, omnipresent. You know what I'm saying? It's like the B. You know, she's Beyonce. Like, she's just out there. So it's hard to gauge, you know what I'm saying, her impact when she does shit. But that Lemonade record shut shit down for a while. You know what I mean? It's like, I mean, not to take nothing away from Adele's record because I didn't hear the whole thing. You know, I heard Hello a million times. But I haven't heard the whole album. But I do know 
that culturally that Lemonade record was shutting shit down. That shit had motherfuckers talking. It had, you know what I'm saying? They still printing records off of that shit right now. You know what I mean? Like the, you know. Yeah, and she and the and she brought up so many different themes in conversation in terms of uh, um, just, I you know just like uh, you're right, just like stuff about femininity and stuff about uh, relationships and um, right. you know, being a woman of color and it was it was more, remember, I, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I just see your point. Like I remember, like just my friends, just across different spectrums of of whatever branch of you know business they do, they had different. There was different ways to dissect that that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was more than just a collection of songs put together and put out. You know what I'm saying? And and oh yeah, it was it was some great songs on that record. You know what I'm saying? It was first of all, it was a, a fucking visual album. Then it was an album. Then it had songs, and then it had impact. I mean, it, a lot went into that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of thought, a lot of layers on that. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's all good. We already know that the Grammys ain't going to do what you want them to do every time. It ain't going to satisfy everybody, blah, 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 blah. And, and I don't think the Grammy will give her any any other edge that she doesn't have already. You know what I mean? She's won the Grammy. She's, you know what I'm saying? She's done all that shit. She's made the impact. You know what I'm saying? I just think, you know, she move on and, and gather herself and create another masterpiece for the for the world to soak up. You know what I mean? So, you know what? Uh, do you? I, I gotta remember, but was you know who I thought had a great album this past year was uh, um, who I don't know if she was nominated or not. I gotta check. Was uh, Solange? Solange won for um, Cranes. What in she the won sky. for? She won Cranes in the Sky, uh, best R and B song or something like that. Oh, that's fantastic! She, yeah, so she got her one. Yes, sir. My man Gregory Porter got him one best vocal jazz. That was album. my next question for you, Greg, because I know he. Uh, I saw your post. He has a new piece of work coming out, right? Uh, that's the, the last piece of work he had was the one that won the Grammy. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so so Greg won the Grammy, which you know what I'm saying by association, and you know what I'm saying if I put a little stretch to it, I kind of won a Grammy, but not really. <laughs> how so? What do you how so? What do you mean? No, because we we did visuals on that yeah. record. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, my man Sean Peters shot the cover. I shot the uh, the visual. The the uh, the video that went along with the album, as far as the the EPK that went along with the album and the deluxe version, uh, shit, maybe I should get a trophy or something. That's hilarious. <laughs> nah, but you know it's all good. I I really didn't, you know, I just put on my little part. He he got all the talent, you know what I'm saying? So he won. This is the second one. He won on um the other album as well. What was the last album? Liquid Spirit. So he got nominated on the one before that. So, yeah, we've been running in the circles. I just, you know, I got to make me something to get me a trophy. I ain't got no trophy on shit. You got you got some awards, though, right? You, you, you got, you got no, I have no something. awards. At all? None. But I never signed up for an award either. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know. I really haven't, you know. I, I, you know, I, you can't win shit if you don't put your, your your name in the hat. You know what I'm saying? But I really don't stop to be thinking about no shit like that. You really have to have a motherfucking team of people who just sitting around thinking, what else can we get for them? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have that. You know what I'm saying? And then when you doing shit, you don't sit around thinking like, shit, man. Maybe if I get this award, I be trying to get to the invoice. Goddamn it. 
<laughs> what what tech? Yo, you know, you know what's sad, man, and uh, I think it just speaks to uh, generational gaps. So as you know, Al Jarreau died, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I'm ashamed to admit it, but not ashamed, but it just is what it is. I I, I was like, who who who's that? You know what? You don't know Al Jarreau? Well, that's the thing. So I you know I didn't know him by name. You know. Mm-hmm. So then I, they play the song. Uh, you know, we're in this love together. We are in this love together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he died? You know what I mean? Oh, now you now you sad. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> oh, he that guy. Damn. Oh, R&B Vlad. Yeah, because it's just messed up when you know somebody by, the, by their hook rather than their name. Well, you know, I wasn't, um, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't the biggest fan of Al Jarreau's music, per se, because I wasn't into that style of music, you know what I'm saying? When he was out, I was all about that hip-hop, bebop, you know what I'm saying? Speakers right. speakers piled up high to the sky, bass, drums, you know what I'm saying? I went into all that Al Jarreau and, you know what I'm saying, Lou Rawls, and I wasn't into that, you know what I mean? I wasn't into Michael Jackson. Now, I know everybody coming for me right now. I wasn't into that shit. You know what I'm saying? Not that it wasn't good, but that just wasn't my yeah, I wasn't that wasn't my aesthetic. That wasn't my feel. He wasn't saying nothing to me that I that really kinda touched what I was touching right. on. You know what I'm saying? I was into motherfuckers just shooting it straight from the hip, you know what I'm saying? Like underground stuff, you know what I'm saying? Stuff that wasn't on the radio, stuff that, that I felt like was being unfairly treated because, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't glossy and flossy. You know what I mean? So so I was already on the, on the other side when Al Jarreau was crooning and, you know what I'm saying, Michael Jackson and all that, you know. It was just, it was a whole nother aesthetic that was like playing in the in the streets and, the, you know what I'm saying, just undercurrent that wasn't getting no burn, you know what I'm saying. Did you did you come back to revisit Michael later on in your life? Like you were like, you know what, let me, let me go back and... I mean, he was omnipresent like Beyonce, so it wasn't like you could not hear him you know what i'm saying i knew his songs i knew I, my favorite michael jackson album is off the wall but that was like more like off the wall was kind of like it was more grooveful it was more underground than the rest of it you know what i mean um but i didn't have to revisit it because it was always there i just chose not to participate i never went right. back and revisited lou rawls or out or you know what i mean people like that I like well, the, the funk. One, one person, I like the go go. Yeah. I like the you know what I'm saying, like the the hip hop and the the uh, the New York like you know what I'm saying electro bass, which like Miami music was kind of based off of. You know what I mean? I liked all that type of stuff that didn't really you don't really know who the people look like. You don't know who made the record. You just know the song when you hear it. I was like, into that. Dave, Dave, Dave. Disco Dave, 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 Dave. Yeah. I had to, re- I had to revisit, I had to revisit Bill Withers. That's my man, dog. Bill Withers was hard though. You listen to Bill oh, Withers' record. You listen to his record. Listen to the beats on his records. You know what I'm saying? It's like those artists that you could sample from. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they had that underground aesthetic. Bill Withers had it. You know you're talking saying? about more so about you talking about more so about the texture of the music, right? The texture, you know what I'm saying? Not not that glossy real radio stuff, you know what I'm saying? Bill Withers had radio songs, but they wasn't like the rest of the radio songs. Yeah, Bill's a beast, man. You know um, what I'm saying? But so, yeah, brother, 
What else is going on with you, Chief? Man, what's going on with me? I'm working. About to go to All Star. Jump into the well, freight. That's I leave tomorrow. Oh, snap. For how long? Shit, till Monday. Who's the um who's the client? Why are you asking all this all in my business and stuff? I'm trying to find out what's going on. Tell man. people all of my business in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, I'm shooting for uh the NBA Players Association. So uh oh, we're we doing we doing some stuff with them, you know what I'm saying, showing up some content stuff with them. But you know what I'm saying, Thorough TV is actually covering the situation as well. So we're coming back with some, you know, some coverage from these festivities and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, I, like, you know what I'm saying? This type of shit, like All-Star, they, these big weekends, like this is this is my shit. This is where this is where I show up. This is where I shine. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love these type of events because it's taking, like, the best of, like, like All-Star takes the best of urban culture. Like, whoever is the flyest motherfuckers in every city is going to come. You know what I'm saying? So you get kind of like a Super Bowl of who's who from each representative city. You know what I mean? Like you got the fly New Yorkers and you got the fly niggas from Chicago and Detroit and Cleveland. And you know what I'm saying? The top-notch motherfuckers from all cities are going to be there. So that means you get a good mix of of everything that's going on in urban culture at today. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the styles is, you're going to see them. Whatever the haircut is, you're going to see it. Whatever the new whatever is, you're going to see it. The new paint jobs on the cars, you're going to see it. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Oh, so you're saying All-Star, you're saying All-Star Weekend is a platform for cultural, uh, like a cultural impact. Well, it's plenty of events that are a platform for it. You know what I'm saying? All-Star is one of them and one of the bigger, blacker ones. You know what I'm saying? Super Bowl is one. All-Star. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got places where people go for Memorial Day. You got Essence Fest. You get, you know what I'm saying? It's a circuit. It's all year. You know what I'm right, saying? And you got right, this, right. this particular homecoming. I like the big event. I like the big event where people come from all around. They get there and they show up. And it's not like one homogenous people. You know what I'm saying? It's like people like to say black people. You know what I'm saying? And white people. But. It's so many different kinds of black people and so many different kinds of white people, so many different kinds of people. And when you ha- at these big events, you get to see that like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? You got you got these kind of people over here and then you got these kind of people. Then you got the ballers over here and then you got, you know what I'm saying? And and it's, it's so interesting just to watch the whole thing because you actually get to see the culture that everybody talks about in real time. And as it's happening, and as they're creating, and how they act, and how they sh- how they walk into the hotel when they' about to check in, you know what I'm saying? How they get off the plane, and you know what I'm saying? All of that, all of that is interesting to me. It's like if I could shoot like a National Geographic special, it's like, okay, the brothers from Detroit have landed. You know what I'm saying? Hilarious. And they all have their Detroit Lions hats on, and oh, what kind of shoes are those you wearing, guy? You know what I'm saying? It's like. It's like, you know, you get to see all of this stuff at one time. It's not like you have to wait for some rapper to say it. You know what I'm saying? Because this is where the rappers get it from. You know what I mean? So. And Ali, like my, my experience with, um, my experience is limited to comedy festivals like Montreal. Mm-hmm. What's unique about the All-Star Weekend that you think, um, like what's unique about that weekend? Because, like, you know, obviously 
you know, you got the slam dunk contest, you got the three point shootout, you got the actual game. What else is going on there that that people Man, don't? See everything is going on. It's a big event. It's like you got parties. You got all of the biggest promoters from around the country. So whatever city you're from, and you got your big promoter, they're probably down there trying to do an event. You know what I'm saying? Because they're gonna they're gonna bring their people from all around. You know. So what's happening is like if you break down a big event, okay, you got a big event. Any big event versus salt is gonna be in a city. That has certain elements. And not all cities have them, but you know, you feel it when they don't. But big event needs, the main thing they need is a strip. You know what I'm saying? You got a strip where everybody know they could go and congregate and see all of the things happening. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, everybody right. walking up and down, all of the cars passing by, all of, you could get you get to see all of the fashions and the things, and you know, what I'm saying a couple of celebrities, sightings, shit like that. So first, what happens is you get to town, you land. You know, what I'm saying you, you hope your luggage arrives with you because all your fresh, all your freshest clothes that you own are in your bag. You know what I'm saying? Go, and then your first. Your first social scene is the where you pick up your luggage, baggage claim. Then you get to say, okay. But most people taking it easy. When they get off the plane, most people taking it easy. You know what I'm saying? The ball is going to ball 100% of the time. Then you got the middle of the road people. Like some of the people, they're going to say their outfit till they get to the scene. They just going to fly in some sweatsuit or some shit. They might have on a fucking scarf. They're like it's a different scene in the airport when it's all star. It's not like your regular business people trying to go to their next meeting. It's, you know what I'm saying, old girl from the club, you know what I'm saying, she got rollers in her hair, you got, you know what I'm saying, you got the ball of chicks, you know what I'm saying, with their hairs laid, and you know what I'm saying, they ready, you know what I'm saying? So this, is the calm before, this is the calm before the this storm. This is the calm right? before the storm, so you, all right, everybody hit the airport, you looking to see, okay, it's going down, okay, I see it, it's happening, you know what I'm saying, all, whatever, whatever your best watch is, you got it on, you know what I mean? And then, so, boom, your next... Your next touch point is going to be checking in. So you get to your hotel, you know what I'm saying? You don't got the best hotel that you could that your money could buy. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's money is different. <laughs> so you at the best hotel that your money could buy. And you know, so you checking the scene, okay, what it's going to be like where I stay. You know what I'm saying? You get to your hotel, your lobby, then you okay. Oh, you see you see some okay, I know her from Instagram. She checking in. Okay, it's going down. You know what I'm saying? So now you you getting a feel for, okay, it's about to go down. You see some people at the bar. You're like, okay, let me get to my room. Let me go throw on my shit. So you go to your room. You're throwing your shit. You come back down. You might hit the bar. You might hit the lobby. <clears throat> and then first place you're going to check in, you know what I'm saying, your first night probably going to be the strip or whatever event. You might wait for the event that you, depending on what time you land, you might wait for your event. But if you land early enough, you're going to hit the strip. You're going to hit some restaurants and see what's happening. All right, that's your first night. The next day, you wake up and you got to you, you get breakfast. You know what I'm saying? See the breakfast scene. You know what I mean? And then you hit the mall. Most people already got all their fly shit, but for some reason, everybody want to go to the mall. You know what I'm saying? That's any big black event, man. You got to go to the mall the second day. You go to the mall, you're going to see every fucking body. Everybody going to be there stunning and showing how much they, they spending power. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going to be flexing they spending power. You know what I mean? And then some people going to be spectating. But you're going to have 
the whole spectrum of the culture in this mall, whatever the hot mall is and whatever city you in, they're going to be there. And, then, and the mall is kind of uh the mall is like kind of like uh, so you're saying that because again I'm new I'm I'm still limited in my experience mm-hmm. you're saying the mall is an unspoken event that everybody knows about everybody know to go to the mall man period and it's unspoken though like it's not you don't even, have like, to it's, say it's, it's not a, yeah it's, nah. it's not on the itinerary no nah, no it's not on the itinerary but everybody know you got to go to the mall the second day you know what I'm saying early in the day. You know what I'm saying? Because you you might need to pick up a new something. You might see some shit on the strip that you like, ooh, I ain't never seen them before. Let me go see. You know what I'm saying? You might you might have to catch up. You might came unprepared for what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? Or you just gonna flex on them and let them know I got spending power. I got wherewithal out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm oh shit, give me throw them Giuseppe's in the bag. Throw, you know what I'm saying? You got to go flex your bag. You know what I'm saying? And you got to show out and you got to let everybody know that you here and you really here. You ain't just playing around and shit. You know what I'm saying? You pulling money all out your sock. You know what I'm saying? All that. You know what I'm saying? All that's going down at the mall. Like, you know what I'm saying? This ain't this ain't like your this is uh conspicuous consumption here. This is not your you know, your 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 day to day. Let me oh yeah, here's my card, you know. No, it's not that. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know what I'm saying, hey, 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 um, can I get some help over here? You know what I'm saying? Type of spending. You know what I mean? It's that. And no, every everybody no, knows everybody knows the meat there. Like nobody has to say it. It's like, you know what I'm saying, a natural thing. Everybody gravitates there so that you can meet and you can see, okay, who the ballers are. Like I said, you got your spectators, you got your crooks and criminals who might be trying to, you know what I'm saying, lay somebody down, pickpocket. You got all that. You got your scammers who got their cars going. You got you got your girls who trying to hook up with cats. You got your working girls. Everything is moving. This is all the ecosystem. This is the ecosystem of balling. You know what so I'm saying? Then, I mean, Ali, as, as someone who stands behind the camera and documenting all this stuff, What's your role in that ecosystem? Do you try to? Ball oh, no, I never really, I never really stood behind the camera in this and documented. Usually, I'm some type of participant or I'm throwing an event. You know what I'm saying? This is really probably my first time. I mean, I have documented All Star for clients, but really, this is really going to be my first time really trying to document the event itself. So. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make it a point to go at least one year. Yeah. So then, after the mall, you everybody disperses for their their uh, their itinerary. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's itinerary is not the same. You know what I'm saying? You got your VIP itinerary, which is you know what I'm saying, ball of shit going on and your official events and your press shit and your red carpets. You got your day to day motherfuckers who gonna just go to the bars and you know what I'm saying, try to try to find some, you know what I'm saying, lovely activities to get into. You know what I mean? Some people ain't gonna do shit but but get high and be on the strip. But it allows for all of that. It's room for everybody. And that's what that's when you get it going. Then, you know, then the party's at night for everybody. And it's just all and it's all on the strip. This is this is all throughout the city, but if you have a strip, it just makes it more. It's like the strip is this downtown big event. You know what I mean? Any city with a strip just makes the whole event that much better because everybody could participate. On the strip, you could have nothing and just be standing around looking, parking lot pimping. 
And if you got a little, if you got a little conversation to yourself, you can end up, you know what I'm saying, in a bigger position than 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 you're supposed to be in. You know what I'm saying? A, a cat with a mouthpiece could could end up in a better position with a cat with a pocket full of money that don't know how to move. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's like so the strip is good for letting you see everything at once. Like when you're in them cities where it's all spread out and you know what I'm saying, you never really get to feel the event on you. It's like, damn, right. there's three hundred thousand people in town. You know what I mean? And if it's all spread like when All Star came to New York, you didn't feel it. You didn't you didn't feel that it was, you know what I'm saying? You it was just here. It was another thing. But when it's in I'm excited I'm excited for that slam dunk contest, man, because last year I have to say last year I thought it was a great slam dunk contest. Wow. Um, with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Because it was light skinned guys? No, I just I think the level of hops on those two dudes was just like crazy. True. Um Zach Levine's, I mean, the the dude, the dude, I mean, there was, there was some impressive, you know, athleticism going on last year, dude. Like, to this day, I, you know, I still go on YouTube and just every once in a while, I just go back and watch the, that, that, uh, the highlights. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I, 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 they have hops and they're doing impressive dunks. They're, you know, I grew up, I guess, the Jordan era. Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Jordan. See, the thing about, the thing that was special about Jordan that, that makes it a little different when you watch somebody like Zach Levine is that his body language was just so poetic. You know what I'm saying? He was like, he was more like, you know what I'm saying, like a ballet dancer damn near. When he, when he gets in the air, it just looks spectacular. It's like, damn, That's what the point. fuck? Like, like these guys are technically doing these dunks and they're actually getting them off, but they don't look poetic. It's just like, I got it done. You know what I'm saying? Like, ooh, that was, that was technically difficult. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the There diff- was something... There was something majestic, you're right. Like especially when you watch those old Michael Jordan dunks in slow motion. Mm-hmm. There's a majestic quality to them. Uh, you know, there there is kind of a of a of like a harmony to it. Like I agree with you. Like right now, it's more about how high the guy got or how technically difficult it was. Whereas back then, it was like it was it was it was like it was beauty. You know what I mean? Right. And and that's why Jordan's dunks, like. You know, we wanted Dominique to be good because he was just hard. He did a hard, a level of difficulty dunk that was like, damn. But it just didn't look as good as Jordan's dunk looked. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, and I don't think, I guess God didn't make that many motherfuckers like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You just got to take what you got. <laughs> All right, yeah, he, that was a difficult dunk. God damn. But, you know. That was that was special, you know. And I find Ali, I mean, you could check in with me on this, but like, I find at the slam dunk contest, every year it gets harder and harder to to innovate. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no doubt. It seems that every year, it's like the same kind of dunks keep getting replicated. Right. And um, I think it just gets harder to be original in in that event. Well, I think the guys, all of the guys that are mostly innovating, they didn't make it to the league. Right. You know and like, it's some D League cats that I saw on, on YouTube the other day that's killing shit. Like, yo, that shit look crazy. In the fucking game, not even in the dunk contest. Like, what the fuck? Right. You know what I mean? It's some amateur cats who didn't make it to no league that's out there doing these dunk things. That's like, yo, that's ridiculous. And it's poetic. But, you know what I'm saying? NBA is a business, you know what I mean? And if you didn't make it into that business, then, you know, you can't get your talent on Front Street. 
They got to they got to promote the guys that are within the system. Right. All right, hold on, hold on. We're going we're going to take a little word from our sponsor, you know what I'm saying? Cuz you know, they support us, you know, y'all support them and everybody supports each other. It's a good ecosystem of of good business around here. You know what I'm saying? And this week, you know, we're talking about Blue Apron. You know, you've heard us talk about it. You know what I'm saying? The meals come to your house. The ingredients are fresh. The prices are affordable. You know what I'm saying? You get a variety of special things that you might not normally use in your regular lifestyle cooking. You know what I'm saying? It's a way to put yourself up on game. It's easy. And the shit is guaranteed. You know what I mean? They, they, they guarantee their freshness. And they promise that every ingredient in the delivery arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right for you. You know what I'm saying? That's that get back. They good for the get back. But you know what I'm saying? So check out this week's menu and get on the first three meals free with the free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash conversation. That's, that's, our, that's our slash. That's us giving you the plug. You know what I'm saying? That's blueapron.com slash conversation you'll love how good it feels and tastes to create the incredible home cook meals with blue apron so don't hesitate don't you know what i'm saying slow down run to your computer run to your app and make shit happen you know what i mean that's blueapron.com slash conversation blue apron a better way to cook get into it all right hey, hey vlad so what you got going on um there's a movie coming out on BT. I don't know if you saw the trailer for it called Slamma Jamma. Mm-mm. What's that? It's a movie. I, I quickly, I got to watch it, but it's a movie. I think it's coming out in theaters, but I think it's produced by BT, but it's called Slamma Jamma. You, did you just watch it? No, I didn't. I never heard of it. Yeah. Check it out when you get a chance. Uh, Chris, did you see it on Facebook? The no, movie? I haven't seen it, man. It's called Slamma Jamma. Check it out when you get a chance. Michael Irving, I think, plays like a coach or something. Oh, wow. I mean, BET, uh, BET been on that shit, man. They, their original programming is pumping it up. They got the new edition shit that won. I just shot um, a casting call for for BET. For, um, I guess they're doing a Nas uh, series on his life. What? Yeah. So I shot- What's a Nas series? Like a, like a, like a biopic? I mean, you know, they probably do it over three episodes, kind of like the New Edition series. So it's not a movie, so it, you got to call it a series, a mini series, or whatever. And we shot the casting uh, Sunday. And they were casting for Nas, and then um, you serious? Yeah, yeah. So it's called, it's called Street Dreams. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know they casting for Nas. I'm, I mean, I'm not sure if they found somebody yet, but you know, if you're around and you you act like Nas or look like Nas, you might want to throw your hat in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it was interesting. I never really been to a casting like that. I never really seen the process, but within this, I was in there and I shooting and actually watching it, and then I could actually sit at, sit there and be like, "Yo, motherfucker, you ain't gonna make it." But not that I know. Not that I know anything about casting. Um, Robbie Reed, the legendary casting director, was you know she's the head of casting at BET, so she was there. And then we had a, it was another guy who was like the main casting director. But they see things differently. You know what I'm saying? I'm just looking as a consumer like well, shit. You don't look shit like Nas, man. <laughs> but it was one what? guy. There was yeah. one guy who had him close. He wasn't. A, you know what I'm saying? He had, hey hey. I think he could get it off. I, you know, it's it's interesting because um, in terms of scripted programming, what else does BT have? They also have Mar- Being Mary Jane, right? They have they have Being Mary Jane. They have uh, 
They have the new edition shit. They have the quad. My man Rob Hardy, who I was trying to get up on the podcast. He's in town shooting Power right now, directing Power. Um, but he has a series on there called The Quad, which is about HBCU life, which, you know what I'm saying, we all went to fam, so it all makes sense. Um, what else they got? They got, uh, I don't know. Hey, y'all y'all let us know what other scripted shows BET has. Yeah, well, the reason I bring it up, Ali, is because I feel as though um, scripted programming has become the new must-to-do for a lot of these networks now. Um, well, no, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's always been, you know what I mean? It's just that these networks are discovering that they have to invest in it. Before, it was like BT was built on music videos in the beginning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and then you know just news and and regular like you know the 106 in part was their big you know big show, but um, over the past few years they've been uh, they 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 made an original original programming department, and I I guess it just takes time for them to build it out. Yeah, because even uh, like National Geographic, for example, they have an Einstein show now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, History Channel did, I think they did Roots. Mm. Um, and then Apple now, I'm sure you heard, they have the Dr. Dre series that's scripted. Really? I haven't heard. Yeah, so Apple, uh, Apple's going into the scripted content as well. Yeah, we And I that, think their, their conversation is revolves around value-added integration. So they're, what they, I think from what I read, what they're basically doing is if you subscribe to iTunes Music, you get access to the iTunes um, original, original scripted programming. Right. Hey man, they trying to keep up. You know what I mean? Like I think when Steve Jobs originally built iTunes, it already had the capabilities to do video. He built it to take a shit over. You know what I'm saying? He already had to deal with right. Disney. So Disney had all of the first video content on iTunes. All of the Disney Pixar movies, which he was a part of, were already there. They had been doing streaming radio from the beginning of iTunes for so for years. So from the first iPod, you already had radio streaming from all over the world. You know what I'm saying? Now it's just to the point where I guess legally and, and the, all of the players and the stars are aligning where you can actually get it off. But Tidal is actually probably doing a better job in the video streaming department than Apple is doing for now. You know what I'm saying? Because... Because of the Rock Nation's association with Live Nation, who who right. did the original investment in Jay Z, they have the live events on Smash. You know what I'm saying? So they could they could do a live concert series at any given fucking moment. You know what I'm saying? Because they have the artists, and then they have the Live Nation association. And for y'all who listen and don't know about Live Nation, they pretty much. They pretty much are the biggest uh, live event promoters in the in the land. You know what I'm saying? They have the artists. They have the venues. You know what I'm saying? So most big venues where you see concerts at are Live Nation venues. So by title being in bed with them, you know what I'm saying, meant that they have an advantage in the live event department. As well as they, they, they are consistent with doing the you know little mini documentaries on artists on title and they 
signed Money and Violence. They were like the first ones to sign like a web series. You know what I mean? Apple. I had no idea. Yeah, Money and Violence was exclusive last season to Title for one week. So each episode would come out on Title first before it went to YouTube. That's Money and Violence actually made me keep my title subscription after they charged me nine ninety nine after I got caught slipping. You know what I'm saying? That's happened to me a few times. When I got caught slipping, I was like, well, you know what? I do want to finish the Money and Violence series. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think we talked about that. But so I think all of these services are trying to gear up to who's going to win the subscription war, who's going to win your motherfucking monthly $9.99 for the rest of your life. You know what I'm right. saying? Right, right. And that's that's what everybody everybody's trying to be the new telephone bill, the new electric bill, the shit that you just can't give up. Like everybody's fighting for that. Now, Ali, if you signed up the title, because I'm I'm still uh, I use Spotify and, and iTunes Music. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sign up for title, do you get certain benefits with Live Nation? I don't know. Nah, I know. Like, title. You get like early access to like you know early access to tickets. You get like you know. I think uh, they do. I think they do. Life. I think they do do. St- stuff with the shows like it's some shows that that's that they do offer shit i don't I, I don't be going to shows like that so i don't know that that wasn't a caveat for me but they did run a promotion today saying that i can invite one motherfucker to my title account <laughs> for free for free for a year oh well a year damn no i just i just find it interesting because i feel like you know um everyone's incorporating kind of the Amazon model to this whole business. Like Amazon, Amazon is different, you know, it's a, I guess it's a bad comparison, but Amazon is saying like, Hey, we'll give you Amazon ship free shipping prime and Amazon fresh groceries. And then we'll also give you streaming content, you know? Right. Um, Amazon so it sounds like the conversation. Yeah. It's a beast right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be honest. I'll get my groceries delivered from Amazon fresh. Do you? Yeah, dude. You're a persickety person. Oh yeah, man. I'm very, I'm very, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, steam, I got a little bit of money steam now. Steam vacuum. Know what I mean? Oh shit, that he done told y'all. Now you gonna get yourself wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm eating egg whites now, man. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm taking out parts of the yolk. Like I don't even need that. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, I got, I dry clean my socks. Um, I know you bullshit. But you man. know, no, I dry clean my socks. <laughs> why, socks why, I do, yeah. why, why, why is that? You know, you want to keep them fresh. You know what I mean? Uh, there's certain the colors. The wash don't have keep them fresh. You know, I got these pair of uh, yellow and black, like kind of bumblebee color socks with a little pink on some, them. You some know what Chris I mean? Brown socks, or some yeah, Charlie Brown know. socks. Well, you know, by the way, that's that's the that's the that's the noise you make when you're trying to when you're trying to label something that's quality. Yeah, you, you know. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, got these little bumblebees. You know, I just want to make sure they 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 kept they kept you know nice and and you know get a little longevity to them. But okay, all right. Let me ask you this though: you in L.A. Right, God damn right. I mean, we we hear about your apartment and your and your fancy uh, steam ops and shit. God damn right, Dyson vacuum. What is your day to day LA life like outside of the fancy shit? Like, what is the grind of Vladimir Kamanyo? This is the twenty first um, century hustle interview of Vladimir Kamanyo, ladies and gentlemen. Vlad, you know, what I mean the. Well, you know, let me get my, I got, I got to get my, my hustle voice on. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when I'm out here, you know, getting these dollars, you know what I mean? No, I, I don't know sure. what you mean. 
What the fuck do you, you mean? Know what I mean? Um, you know, um, I got my I got my Apple Watch to keep me keep me in check. You know what I mean? Um, uh, excuse my, me, excuse me, excuse right. me, excuse me, kind of, sir. You haven't said a motherfucking <laughs> thing, man. What the fuck do you do? That's my point. Every That's day. That's my point. That's why these. These interviews, you watch these cats, you, you interviews online, like, you know what I mean? I'm out here, you know, getting money. Now, for me, uh, for me, I find that it, it breaks down into specific relationships. So it breaks down with me checking in with my manager, checking in with my agent, um, uh, you know, checking in on uh, uh, the different relationships that pertain to my business. So, for example, I have an audition tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now it's pilot season in Los Angeles, so the grind mm-hmm. is very different these next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, tomorrow I, ha- I was offered an audition for another show on FX, mm-hmm. and I may have to pass on it because I have a voiceover audition. I have, I'm saying I have another voiceover gig in the morning, and then I also have another audition callback for this other show on CBS. Mm-hmm. So then the conversation is with my team. I go, hey, you know, I call my, my team. I go, hey, is it worth it for me to, to, to try to memorize these lines for this audition, even though I have these other two parties going on? And then based on the priority of the project, we go, hey, you know, um, yeah, go for it or not go for it. So that's kind of the grind. The grind is like, what do you currently have on the table? And then what are the opportunities you should be pursuing? And are they worth it? Right, right, right. And then after you finish that call... Then what? Then it's then it's working then it's working on my script, like working on the script, like getting the lines right, making decisions for the for the character. Um, so when I go in the room, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and then outside of auditioning, you know, I'm trying to develop some other projects that I'm writing. So it's like uh, um, talking to talking to my manager about um, did we have a conversation with this development company about this script? Are they able to potentially offer some money to write it? You know, right. Um, so it breaks down for me, my business, you know, everyone is different, but for me, it breaks down into acting, uh, develop, uh, writing development and then stand up. Right, right, right. So, so that's my hustle. So, you know, um, <clears throat> people want to know, where do you get all this money, Vlad? Uh, well, you know, I wouldn't say I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like balling out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but because uh, there's plenty of people I'm, every day that just write and develop their scripts and shit and call their fucking manager, and you know what I'm saying? Like at yeah. which at which point, like you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, if you checking all the traps and you writing and shit, where is it where you start making the money? Well, I think uh, I was fortunate in that I had my break with NBC last year. Uh huh. And I had I sold the script to Warner Brothers. Uh huh. I sold a script to NBC, and then I also shot a pilot. Mm-hmm. So I have tangible. So you, you got know, shit done. Content. You got shit. You got shit uh, off the table and into the system. Yeah, and then once that happens, you know, uh, and then you know, I've I've been fortunate with stand up too. I've taped a couple of things, like I taped the Howie, Howie Mandel gala thing, and mm-hmm. I did some stuff on Comedy Central. So I have tangible product that I, that can demonstrate uh you know value you know right yeah because i'm um, not i'm not here to bust i'm not busting your chops i really no, you know no, what no, saying? No, you got no, people no. out here listening that's actually trying to absolutely. do some of this shit you know what i'm saying yeah and no that, I, I, yeah absolutely like i fucking sit home and write but nobody don't fucking call me and say hey ali what'd you write you know what i mean i call and check in with my people and shit and if they ain't got shit to say then i'm stuck i need to find some some fucking money you know what i mean so right 
you know, it's it's like like what I'm trying to illustrate is that you know this shit ain't all the shit that that the places we go and the shit that we buy. You know what I mean? Is right. the work that you put in every day, and I just I just wanted you know what I'm saying. I didn't know if people knew the shit you did every day because you know, I, oh, yeah, you know since you moved you know, to L.A., it just seemed like you just yeah. fucking drink lattes and shit and brown. Nah, Uber. man, we working. That's a good point. We working. Well, I think I think that's kind of what started the, the name of the name of our podcast, which is in the conversation. Like how you get in the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I would say was that opportunity with NBC. But I'm curious for you for your line of business. Ah, what did you quote unquote? You trying to like, change the interview? Quote, I'm no, Charlie no, Rose. No, 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 because no, no, because I'm trying to find a parallel. Uh-huh. Like, what, what was your opportunity that got you in the conversation? Like for me, it was the NBC, the NBC deal. See, the thing about me is, I realize and I know that no matter what I do, I have to do, I have to keep myself in the conversation. The only thing that keeps me in the conversation is the work that I'm putting out. You know what I'm saying? And, and. And I do any shoot that I do, any motherfucker that hire me, any project that I do, when I get there, I'm presenting myself in a way that's selling myself. You know what I'm saying? I make all my new work at the work that I'm doing currently. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't, you know, I don't send out shit. I don't I don't push. I ain't, I ain't got no proposals. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying this is the way to be. All I'm saying is, is when I started it, I had I had a hundred percent proposals, and I was getting no money. You know what I'm saying? I'm p- pitching like a motherfucker, and all I was all getting right. was motherfucker stealing my shit, and and hard times and sad news. So I wait. Dis- people, people, pe- pe- people were like stealing your ideas. Yeah, man, but it ain't like a TV show and shit. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you're shooting content and shit out here in the digital space and you go to a client like, hey, man, what you can do, you know what I'm saying? You got this thing, man. We could shoot that shit, man. You know what I'm saying? We could make this thing to a whole thing. And then you you spend that money on what you're doing, but then other people get to see it other than the people that was there. You know what I'm saying? Like you multiply your audience. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's like, like a new concept. So they just say, all right, we're, yeah, that, that's a great motherfucking idea. We just won't do it with you. You know what I'm saying? All and right. then you're like, what the fuck? These motherfuckers, and you mad and shit. That you can't be mad. You just got to get busy. So I decided that one time that happened to me, I went and pitched somebody, you know what I'm saying, an idea. And they used the idea, but they used another company to do it. And I was mad as fuck. But then I looked at the other company, like, okay, what did this does this company have that I don't have? And they had a lot of overhead. They had a lot of things and shit. Then I said, okay, what makes me more nimble? What makes me special in my space versus what they got? Mm. And I and I decided in that time, which was what made my whole fucking shit, what got me in the conversation was that I decided that they had a lot of bills and I knew that they wasn't going to be able to push one record button on a camera until somebody paid them. You know what I'm saying? So I said, you know what? I'm going to get me some shit and I'm going to put myself in a position where I can shoot any motherfucking thing I want 
without anybody paying me. I could wake up any motherfucking day of the week and shoot whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? And I knew I had the capability right, to right, shoot right. anything. So that's what I did. I went and bought all the equipment. I crewed up. You know what I'm saying? I, I made all the connections with the niggas who was doing this shit. And if I wanted to shoot something, I shot it. And and once I started just shooting shit and motherfuckers seeing what we were shooting, then they was like, hey, we want that. You know what I'm saying? And then, hey, and you know what I'm saying? And that's how we got started. Then, you know, the, comp- interesting, interesting. the company that, that took that job from me, they didn't, they didn't last long. And I'm cool with the guy. You know what I'm saying? They didn't they didn't last long in that business. He's doing some other shit now that he's he's doing great at. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? We ran into each other at one point and then, you know, he was like, "Man, shit, I'm glad to see you still doing it cuz that shit ain't easy." And I, I was like, "Yeah, you know, you're right." You know what I'm saying? And it all had to do with the way that I positioned myself. You know what I'm saying? Because if I could shoot, I could I could make a proof of concept. Like where people make a proposal, I could make an actual product, and my product is my proposal. And then people like, yo, yo, that's, that, we want that right there. What he got, you know what I'm saying? So what I be saying is, man, just make it happen because that's all I know. I know making it happen. I don't know shit else. I don't know somebody giving me a whole bunch of shit to make something happen. I know making it happen and good things will happen. Yeah, and I think that applies to every industry. I think people are looking for like, you know, some people are looking for like the inside scoop and um that applies to everything. Like just it's just like you have to almost like bull you gotta you gotta bulldog your way into the conversation. Like I'm a presence here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so, um, and, and that's that's the that's the thing, man. So you have to find your way. And that's what I was getting at when I was asking you that. How did you find your way? And that's how I found my way. And once I got going, you know, once you get going, you could get lost in people saying, hey, we want you to do this. Hey, we want you to do that. And you could do that and you could make all your money and be and be stuck on a treadmill. And then they decide to stop calling you. Then it's like, oh, shit. I, then you back to square one with all your shit. So you had to just keep a fine balance between getting other people money and making shit happen. Making shit happen, get other people money. You know what I'm saying? You know the good thing. The good thing about comedy is that, um, which I think is kind of good, is that there's specific institutions that one can go to to try to navigate their career. You know, you have the comedy clubs, um, you have the improv centers, um, you have YouTube now. Um, there's specific, again, it's institutions where you can network, meet people, and get and kind of get yourself in the conversation. Mm-hmm. What institutions are there for someone in your line of work that can that get get someone started? I don't deal with institutions, man. My institution is me. You know right. what I'm saying? And yeah, you might have all that shit. I just don't work like that. I don't believe in that shit like that. You know what I mean? I don't believe in going nowhere and somebody saying, "Hey guys, you know, kumbaya and we're going to divvy out this work." No, I'm, I mean, I'm in the wild, man. I'm in the wild. I I get out there, I figure shit out. And motherfuckers call my phone, you know what I'm saying? So, and I like it that way. I like I like the the wild outdoorness of it all. You know what I'm saying? So, so you know, you go out there, you you put your ideas together in the morning, and you start executing them. And when you execute them, people respond. And when people respond, good things happen. You know what I mean? Because because, you know, you, your shit, I've never been an institution person. You know what I'm saying? I'm Ali Muhammad, 
Nobody ain't never give me no job off no resume. You know what I'm saying? I'm six foot three black dude with a beard, nappy ass hair. You know what I mean? I like to do shit my way. And at this age, you know what I'm saying? I don't right. really feel like having to do it nobody else's way. You know what I'm saying? So I I just go out, man, I try to make my shit work. You know what I mean? And if my shit works my way, I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? If I have to make my shit fit into something else, then I may be kind of happy. And if I had to do it somebody else's way, just totally, I'm not fucking happy. I'm, it, it just won't work. So, you know, I try to keep it that way. I try to keep it. I try to keep it in a zone of where the ideas in my mind become the realities of my life. Ooh. What you talking about? That's bars. That's bars. Yeah, it is bars. I just in my life. What was it? The ideas of my life. <laughs> hey man, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is, man. That's just how I feel about it, man. That was great. That so, was great, man. So I guess um, that's I guess that's one to transform and roll out on. Transform and roll out. I agree with that. So where you at this week, brother? Oh wait, you 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 going you going to New Orleans? You know where I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be in the middle of this motherfucking circuit. I'm gonna be at the baggage claim. I'm gonna be at the hotel lobby checking in. I'm gonna be at the mall. I'm gonna be on the strip. I'm gonna be in the party. I'm gonna be at the after party, and then I'm gonna be asleep. And then I'm gonna be editing. And then I'm gonna be making fucking content. Catch me at Mr. Muhammad on Instagram. Throw TV on the snap and Gia. I will be on your Instagram looking for the updates. Right. Um, yeah, I'm going to be in Houston shooting some more of the show, this food show. We're going to be in Houston uh, uh, meeting the dude who apparently created the fajita. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I'm at this weekend, and the next weekend I'll be in Miami, actually. I'll be in, I'll be in your hood. Oh, man, shit. Where you want to go? Y'all going to be in the hood. Yet. Y'all only doing Spanish I, places? Uh, yeah, just Latino places. I'm going to find out this week where we're going to be at, and then I'll definitely let you know where we're going to be at. And if you know you know any uh, any inside scooper, mm-hmm. someone I should go to, you know, hang out, let me know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Want to hang out with Luke? You you don't look like that. I know look like that. Don't stop, get it, get it, pop that, 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 do the I'm a, I'll, I'll find out this week, and then uh, and then if there's room, you know, definitely want to. Black guy, you sound scared now. Like, oh shit, yeah, there. Oh. Looks a little tense, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, what I'm I thought you were gonna say like Julio Iglesias or something. But yeah, hilarious. <laughs> All right, man. All right, brother. You know what I'm saying? We're going to wrap this up. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, everybody, for ch- joining in and listening to the conversation. And, you know what I'm saying? Putting up with all of our philosophies and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? And until um, next week, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend and even a enemy to get in, to get in the conversation. The conversation. This has been a Stand Up Labs production powered by digital media. Subscribe to new and archive episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We out.